right, what is going on, guys? We are back. We're back. Episode number 42 of the Chasing Waypoints podcast. And this week got a little bit of a week, weekly recap. Not really weekly, I should say. So took a couple of weeks off. Lots of work, lots of stuff going on. And so now we are back. And happy to say we finally crossed the line. 10,000 plays. Uh, so I'm absolutely excited doing some changes to the website, uh, emails and things like that. And not only that, we're also getting some rides organized. Uh, going to be doing uh, something similar to what they do in Europe uh, with uh, roadbook rallies for bigger adventure bikes and things like that. So absolutely excited about it. Got a few contacts, a few things going on on that one. Uh, working on uh, some roadbook stuff because uh, it does require roadbook and whatnot. And so there'll be a whole episode revolving around that. So for those of you playing the home game, it's going to be time to get off the seat and get out on the bike. Uh, now that the summer months are over here in uh, our neck of the woods, cooler temperatures, that means more riding. Riding season is golden uh, for the exactly three days of rain that we get uh, or the 10% chance of rain. That'll kill the riding. Anyway, so yeah, lots of stuff to catch up on. Uh, a couple weeks back, we were out in Vegas. Uh, for the Mason Klein Dakar fundraiser organized by uh, none other than Happy Dave. So we'll talk a little bit about that on this episode. Uh, then talk about some of the future stuff. We've got the Dakar rally right around the corner. A lot of teams getting ready, announcements being made. So um, absolutely excited to see what happens on that one. So without further ado, let's get rid of the party and let's get to talking. So a couple weeks back, as mentioned, uh, we were out at the Mason Klein uh, fundraiser, uh, Happy Ranch Rally Raid. Oh, we call it already. We're trying to come up with a name for it, but uh, it was pretty cool. So had, I believe it was a total of about 19 riders there. Uh, I got to show up late on uh, on Friday, had to work for the day and then got out early. I was at work at four in the morning just so I could get out a little bit earlier that day and uh uh, drove straight to Vegas along with the rest of Southern California, which was pretty awesome. It was great to see everybody on the road. Thank you. Um, and then from there, uh, showed up, found the place. It was, it was awesome. Um, you know, uh, Chris from Motor Minded was there. Uh, Alex from Conflict was there and a host of other people, um, all hanging out and, and having a good time. So it was really, really cool to see, um, it, everybody there. I mean, it was, it was, it was awesome to see the support uh, behind Mason. Uh, both of uh, uh, Lisa uh, and Larry were both there uh, for uh, the to help help host and you know making the awesome breakfast burritos in the morning. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, Happy Dave, of course, was there and and organized it, put together some really really cool routes. Uh, I did not get a chance to ride um, out on this one because while well, I was at work uh, very early in the morning and I just did not have the bike with me or that. So, uh, but uh, it is now sitting in the garage uh, and I am ready uh, to get that thing, uh, I guess, ready to go. And uh, picked up my tower, super excited from uh, Chris while we were out at the event. So that was awesome. I uh, got a chance to see, um, see it up close, hold it. I mean, this thing is like stout. So I'm excited to put this thing on that 501, um, which I'm working on. So 
so we got that going on. Okay, back on track. Um, so uh, Friday, hung out. Everybody uh, basically showed up. Everybody was kind of winding down, getting ready for the next morning. Uh, next morning, everybody was up bright and early out onto the first day uh, road book. Uh, I got a chance to head over, uh, and I'm not super familiar with the areas outside of Vegas, um, but it was um, kind of near and headed towards the road to Pahrump, somewhere in that area, and got to hang out and watch the guys come in. There's a couple videos I'll be posting. I haven't posted any of the social media stuff that I took out uh, yet, um, pictures and, and videos and stuff like that. So uh, I got to post that up on the Chasing Waypoints uh, website uh, and also uh, Instagram. So I had a chance to hang out, watch everybody come through, you know, a, a few of the people, you know, Dave Black from Couch to Dakar was there uh, riding around, looking a lot more comfortable on the motorcycle. Uh, a couple of stories uh, <laughs> of him, Alex. Uh, Alex Martin was cool. He was he was out chaperoning everybody, um, had had previously ran the road books uh, the day before and just kind of helped uh, tune him up uh, and get him ready. But then also was out chaperoning and, and just keeping an eye on the crowd. So. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, but, um, so yeah, Dave Black was there, um, and rode the bike in, and you could tell, I mean, I could see that he's getting more comfortable on it. Um, and, and definitely, uh, an, an improved rider. I believe he had just done the Jimmy Lewis, uh, riding school. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see his progression. Uh, he's well on his way to the goals for the Dakar, uh, in a couple of years or maybe sooner. So, uh, looking forward to seeing that. So day was up uh, from there, went back. Uh, we had a uh, whole night, some stuff going on. So uh, Happy Dave hosted a barbecue, which was phenomenal. Uh, it was catered. It was op- absolutely awesome. It was really, really good food. Um, and then hung out with everybody. Um, stalking a little bit about it. Uh, and then they did the um, did like an auction and and did some stuff, some raffle prizes and things like that. So uh, it was really really cool to see. Upshift kicked in, got uh, got some gear. Of course, uh, Moto Minded had some stuff there as well, some prizes. Um, a lot of teams pulling together uh, to help Mason in his effort to go uh, to Dakar. You know, you had um, I believe Blood Lubricants as well, Hammer Nutrition. They had a few different uh, a few different sponsors put in some stuff for them. Uh, I threw some hats in the ring uh, for the guys there, and then um, then from there, let's see what do we uh, what do we do? Ooh, the biggie we had um, or they had uh, Alex actually kicked in some of his stuff from, and it was on the social media side of things. Uh, had a helmet there from Andrew Short. Uh, there was a jacket uh, there as well from Short. Uh, let's see what else we had. There was a Ricky Brabeck jersey from the Dakar that he won. Um, and what else? I feel like I'm forgetting something else. There was one other, there's one other item, uh, that I can't remember now, but it, either way, it was, it was pretty awesome to see, you know, the, the bidding on it and, and, and all, basically all the proceeds went to, uh, Mason Klein's effort for the Dakar of this coming year. So super, super excited to see, um, you know, how, how he does, uh, first adding out, uh, won his class out at the, uh, Rally du Maroc, uh, just a few weeks back. Uh, then came back, did the SoCal Roadbook Rally uh, with Dan Bartolucci, another guy that was there. Dan was on a mission the whole time. Both both roadbooks. I mean, he was he was business. Uh, so that was that was pretty cool to see. And and yeah, he he was definitely out uh, out in front and really just enjoying the ride. 
Happy Dave also got a chance to jump in at the halfway point on the first uh, first day. Uh, was able to go out and run down the last half of his road book with the guys and and, and have some fun out there. So every, everybody, you know, everybody had a really good time. There were some dunes out there. There were some some rocks. There was some stuff. I mean, there there were some pretty cool challenges. I saw a couple of the pictures uh, of the terrain and the areas that they were in, which was really cool. Um, so yeah, so wrapped up the night, uh, didn't get a chance to record an episode, was just having fun, hanging out with everybody, talking, uh, in the garage, uh, Ryan Arino was in there, uh, as well, working on his bike, uh, Mason and the family, everybody were all talking. And so it was, it was pretty cool. You know, it was a really, really cool experience. It was just this mini bivouac in the middle of Vegas. So, uh, it, it was awesome. Uh, next day in the morning, everybody uh, removed or exited the uh, bivouac or the Happy Dave compound and or Happy Land Ranch, Happy Dave Ranch, Ranch. Yeah, Happy Dave Ranch Rally. Um, so everybody uh, split for that one. It, I had to come home. So what I decided was uh, to take the uh, Red Rock way over into the Pahrump area and then go meet them out uh, where they were going to be coming out of. Um, and then from there. Um, uh, basically hightail at home. So uh, again, same thing. It was really cool to see, you know, got a chance to talk uh, with Chris from Moto Minded for a little bit uh, and with the rest of the crowd. And and something that was really cool that I noticed um, that I think a lot of people enjoyed was um, Mason was actually no stranger or not, not shy about letting, uh, letting some of the people on the ride actually ride his rally bike. Uh, which is cool because that is one of the rally bikes that was former factory. Um, I believe that bike came from the BAS or boss to car team um, was shipped over. And so a few different people got a chance to ride this rally bike around and, and uh, in, in one instance, I won't say how it happened, but I got a chance to actually pick it up and um, yeah, I was surprised. It is very, very light for what it it looks and what it can hold in gas and all that stuff is actually really easy uh, to pick up. But then again, I am also used to adventure bikes and well, those things are heavy. So uh, I would say that it is, it felt not that I've dropped my 790. I haven't cried yet for that. Um, I would say that it is probably pretty similar. Uh, actually not similar. It's lighter. It just feels lighter. Well, even when you're manipulating the bike and, and, think that the 790 uh has the gas down low uh in the tanks just like how the rally bikes do but this is still this is noticeably lighter still so uh i was actually pretty uh that was kind of the first impression of it didn't get a chance to ride it um didn't have any riding gear and everything i was i was just out there to hang out and have fun and talk to everybody and so that was really cool uh kind of a last minute thing but it but it worked out um, either way though, uh, everybody had fun. It was time to say, uh, say the goodbyes as, uh, everybody filled up and then, um, and then split back on the road book. Um, so yeah, so it, it was awesome. It was really cool. I enjoyed it. Um, it definitely something I want to go back and maybe try and ride some of those road books, uh, and just see how, how that goes. Um, you know, as I work on the bike, I've got, uh, got stuff coming for that 501. So I'm, once I'm a little bit closer to once I got all the parts finalized and everything, we'll 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 talk about that. We'll do that episode. I'll probably do some videos and stuff on it because uh, the goal with it was is it's it's not a new bike. Um, new bike prices in California are absolutely ridiculous, um, especially now that pretty much they can only sell plated dirt bikes. So the EXCs, the FES, 
uh, bikes. Those are basically the only dirt bikes that you can sell because they need to have a license plate on them now because, well, no more green sticker and red sticker and no more stickers. So who knows? Maybe uh, in a few years, all dirt bikes will be banned. Who knows? I know the gas engines are going to be banned, so small gas engines. Uh, either way, um, yeah, so project coming on that one. Um, so, yeah, let's see how the rest of the weekend go. Ah, they, uh, I had a moment uh, out there on the way back. Got sucked into the, um, uh, what should I say, uh, the scenery. And we're just cruising back. And uh, as I come up over this rise, I'm heading down this hill and I'm just I'm cruising. There's no traffic in front of me. I'm looking around. I didn't realize it. And then I see a car coming in the distance, and uh, by the time it was close enough to see it, uh, well, the radar was already on it. So uh, I got to meet one of California Highway Patrol's finest out there. Uh, We had a little chat about my um, speed uh, at the time, and um, yeah, so I I got lucky. Uh, Somehow, between the car and me, he forgot what speed I was going. So he said he was just going to write me up for a uh, driver's license uh, or driver's license for a missing front plate. So I got lucky. And uh, (laughs) that was my story. So uh, interesting enough. Hey, did you know that if you do 65 miles an hour in your car, your gas mileage will get much closer to what is actually rated by the Environmental Protection Agency? Yes, that is a known fact. So, uh, yeah, uh, did 65 the rest of the way. I don't remember seeing a speed limit sign. I don't I didn't even know I had crossed back into California. You know, usually they have a big thing. Uh, this is welcome back to California. I'm surprised they don't have a toll booth yet to collect your taxes for breathing the air on that side of the border. Um, but coming soon. And I hope somebody that's listening that could influence that doesn't do that. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So got that, took the back way around through the dunes and all of that area, uh, trying to avoid the traffic, uh, stopped off at that uh, alien jerky or whatever it is, which is really crazy. I remember as a kid going through Baker and, and in that area, and there was this like this little place, this like little joint. Now it's like this huge new building. Apparently there's a hotel in the back now, and and it was really cool, so... Um, picked up a couple, a uh, couple of souvenirs and then, uh, back on the road, uh, after, uh, after a few hours, uh, everybody that was coming from Southern California on Friday night in Vegas, we all decided to meet in Barstow. Uh, it was really cool. Total, total, total reunion. Everybody just hanging out on the freeway, not going anywhere. Uh, and then finally got home. I, I don't even remember. I think I left at noon and I got home like around eight or nine, uh, at night. So it was definitely a, uh, definitely a long trip back. Um, but you know, either way had a lot of fun while I was out there. So not too, uh, not too worried about that. So, okay. So, so yeah, so that was it. So next stop, um, obviously, uh, if you guys follow Mason on the, uh, social media side of things, they're out. Um, they had a race, I believe this weekend that they were at, and then also, uh, more road books, more training, and just going to keep keep doing what he's doing. I got a really cool shot of something, uh, that I, that I was always curious about it. I had noticed on his bike a couple of times and, um, I'll use that for the cover of this one, but, uh, maybe we can start calling him the rubber band kid. Hmm. I don't know. Let's see. We'll find out. But anyway, so he puts, uh, the rubber bands from his road books that he rides. He puts them around the, um, one of the switches, uh, on the motorcycle. And it's actually pretty cool because, well, those rubber bands could be from 
anywhere. Could be one from Morocco. Could be one from, uh, I don't know, Barstow, other different races, whatever he's done. Uh, so it's pretty cool. There's a story behind it. It's a pretty cool little thing. Uh, it's just a detail. It's nothing, you know, nothing fancy, but you know, the, it, there's a story behind it. So, uh, that was, that was pretty cool. He was, I asked him about it and he told me what was up with it. So, so yeah. So Dakar coming up, uh, looking forward to that. Lots of things, uh, for those of you playing the home game, you might've noticed Sam Sunderland has changed teams. Uh, he is actually going to be on the red KTMs. I mean, gas, gas, um, team. So that will be cool. Uh, back up to Daniel Sanders or however you want to word it. I don't know who the a writer B writer is, or if that even exists, but, uh, yeah, Sam Sunderland is now on the gas, gas team. So, uh, we will see how they do there. Uh, it'll be interesting, uh, for this one. There's definitely a few, uh, there's definitely a few contenders. I I don't know. Uh, KTM is working, has that new bike, KTM Husky, and well, obviously Gas Gas. Uh, I don't know how much the Gas Gas bike would have changed for that, but there is that new bike, and they are working on it. And as previously mentioned, there was some rumor that there was uh, some work that needed to be done. But then again, I mean, obviously KTM and those guys aren't afraid of putting in their work, so... Uh, I'm curious to see how that bike performs. And it is if if you see this this bike, especially all the TV shots that it got from Morocco um, or, or social media coverage that it got from Morocco, you can tell this bike is smaller uh, and lighter. So I don't know. I feel like there is a balance. Uh, a, a few people it, that have ridden the rally bikes have kind of mentioned that, that the rally bike is like that perfect balance of weight where it, it feels a little bit more stable. And that could be from the rake and the forks. It could be from the weight of the bike, uh, that balance, but that the stability is there. So I'm curious to see how that plays out with KTM uh, Husky Gas Gas going on that lighter uh, that lighter setup uh, versus the Hondas. Because obviously, I mean, now that's that's two years in a row that Honda's taken the podium um, away from KTM. And I mean, you don't win that for 15 years and not miss it, you know after it being beat out by Honda. So uh, I know they're going to be working hard. Um, I know that uh, that Ricky and the team, obviously there's that's all homework there. They're, they're on it doing their stuff. So um, I'm, I'm sure they want that top spot again, or, you know, an all Honda podium would be, it would be interesting. Um, so, so we'll see, you know, we'll see we're, we're, we're coming down to the end. Uh, from my understanding, it's right around the Christmas time where everybody splits to Dakar that are that is going to be participating. So uh, that is right around the corner with December starting up at the end of this coming week. So, so this should be interesting. Um, yeah. So let's see what else we got. Uh, uh, we got the project in that one. We've got Dakar coming up. We've got that Mason Klein fundraiser that went down. Uh, got to talk to everybody there. That was awesome. Uh, we've got, um, let's see, what else did we have? There was some stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of catching back up and, and coming up for air, uh, after these past couple of weeks. Um, I know, um, I've been deciding, oh, there, you know, that's actually a good, you know, a good one. Um, the, the setup of the bike, right. Um, one of the things that, that we've been talking to, and, and there's going to be an episode coming up because I kind of mentioned about this, about doing um, 
doing a, a, a kind of a, a rally light kind of deal uh, to get more people involved in the bigger adventure bikes and doing a setup like that. But in setting up uh, in setting up the smaller bikes still, right, if I'm, I'm looking at like I have the 501 and, you know, there there's basics. You do the suspension, you do the the rider controls, you do that kind of stuff. But then uh, the gas and, and actually a uh, a shout out and a thank you to Skyler House for taking the time. I asked him a couple of questions uh, online um, and he responded back to me. Obviously, he's he's been racing for a while, so he he knew the sauce for it. But. Uh, I appreciate the help on that. And, and one of, you know, when it comes to talking about the gas tank, um, sizes, you know, there's being an older bike, there are few options and then they do be start to become limited because, well, people have now moved on to the newer generation stuff, but, uh, you know, going with the, the 3.1 gallon or going the four gallon or going big send with the five gallon, you know, at what point does it become, uh, what you want, what you need and, and what you could actually use. And, you know, I, I, I'm thinking, you know, well, if I go five gallon and the tower and all of this other stuff, you know, how big is that bike going to get? And it's going to move it into basically an adventure bike category because, well, now the bike is super heavy and yeah, you don't have to use all five gallons, but then you got to think, well, it puts the five gallon weight up top and then now the bike becomes top heavy and it's not going to corner as easily and da, 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 da. And then cue the uh, dirt bike test article on the uh, 2020 bike. Uh, let's see if I can find that really quick. Uh, if you guys haven't seen this over on uh, dirt bike test, they had... Uh, an article that they wrote up uh, on this KTM that they use it, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Here it is. Uh, it is the uh, Best in the Desert uh, championship winning KTM 450. Uh, it was an article by Trevor Hunter back on the 18th of November. Uh, photos and everything. And, and this thing is just badass. Um, and one of the things that I noticed on there is, yeah, they had all of the KTM uh, stuff on it and then uh, they had a IMS tank and the IMS tank is the four gallon tank I believe um, which is kind of crazy right because normally they're riding the kind of a smaller tank uh, on these bikes this is a four and a half gallon tank actually um, but I guess this has something to do with the the top end and the speed on this bike uh, and and having a little bit more weight on it so that it will uh that it will stay planted and be and be stable now that's to say too uh you know these guys are pushing this thing and you know basically how fast will it go how fast does it go you know they're gonna they are actually gonna push on there so it was cool to see that you know that what they were running and what they were doing the other one that kind of caught me by surprise and this was one that i saw uh ray dosaglio running um asked them about it uh on the tires uh they're running the kenda k270 rear uh on it which is basically a dual sport tire if you go on the kenda website it's it's a dual sport tire um but they were that's what they're running on the back and then uh looks like they're running the washugal 2 up front so what you would expect for a dirt bike tire is what's up front but what you wouldn't expect is what they were running on the rear um which then now I'm like, okay, well, this is kind of an interesting thing. They're running this tire setup. Uh, it is more of a dual sport tire. 
something that I had seen and a few people were doing this um, and, and the people that have done it have, have, you know, they, they're like, dude, it's, it's rad. It's like the tire to run is running a uh, trials tire on the rear of their bikes. Now, at first I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. But then uh, after doing a ride, and this is where I dislocated my finger back in the DRZ 400 days, um, back in the day, or I mean, a few years back, um, my buddy was riding his KTM two stroke with a trials tire on it. And we were talking about that. And it was very interesting that on the slower speed type stuff, you know, he could ride really high into these ruts and the bike would just stay there with like almost no effort where me being on the, um, let's see, what did I run at that time? I was, I was on the, uh, it wasn't the D 606. I think it was a 739 Dunlop for the rear. It was basically the combination that uh, Johnny Campbell and those guys were running uh, in Baja. That was my, like, I looked at it and go, well, if, if it's good enough for them, it must be obviously good enough for me. So uh, obviously there's a huge separation in talent there, uh, you know, but uh, he was running that tire. And then I had talked to somebody else and they said, yeah, running that even in Baja is actually kind of a, a, a good tire. It's got a bunch of grip and all that. So then when I saw that these guys were running the Kenda tire, the 270, I was like, okay, I kind of see this. It's a little bit more aggressive than a trials tire, but it is not a full on knobby tire. And in reading the article and yeah, they go on to say like, yeah, we use this for the big, you know, open long, you know, big, big races like that. And then they'll use the more traditional, uh, desert, uh, Parker DT for the rear, uh, when it's more of the shorter sprint races, you know, 200 mile kind of deal. So, I saw that and I was like, okay, this is actually kind of cool. And and now I'm like, well, maybe, you know, hell, maybe I'll give it a try. I definitely will not run the K270 on the front. It just looks way too mild uh, for that. And I'd be afraid of the front end uh, doing what it wants to do. But on the rear, I was like, okay, yeah, let's give this a shot. Um, so anyway, yeah, so then that article came out and then the budget for this bike got even bigger, but not really. Um Excuse me. The goal on this one is want to build a bike that's basic, that's equipped with the right stuff to be able to go run some road books. That's it. Nothing fancy. Uh, just the stuff that works, the stuff that you actually need. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to it. You know, um, I've got the, you know, I've got the 850. I'm setting that up to do this, uh, this road book stuff that I'm working on. The 790, the same thing. Uh, that one's got the GPS, but I'm also going to work on another road book setup for it. Um, to be able to do that kind of stuff. And then of course the, uh, 501 is going to have all of the, the full rally tower. I've already got the RNS electronics, uh, for it and the switch, which is what I had put on the 790, but I'm going to transfer that over to the 501, uh, and use it on that setup. So, um, I'm stoked. I am absolutely excited to kind of build that bike. I, I actually really enjoy bike builds and, and doing them. Uh, I enjoy them. My wallet doesn't. Um, so yeah, but uh, in the end, uh, it, it's kind of cool to be able to talk to everybody, talk to the guys and, and, and get some support, you know, on, on buying the right parts, which is very important. Um, the last thing you want to do is get into a project and then buy all the wrong parts and all the, you know, uh, if you're a KTM and I can say this now cause I own a KTM, but if you want to go buy everything orange in the catalog, uh, some of the stuff that's orange in the catalog is orange because they know you'll buy it. It's not because it actually functions. So 
being able to to build this stuff and get this stuff going uh, is definitely uh, a, a favorite pastime of mine. Uh, slowly but surely, I got the garage all cleaned out. Uh, actually working on the uh, getting the old 3D printer running again. I got some uh, some project stuff that's going to help me with this other uh, these other rides that I want to do. So uh, looking forward to that as well. Um, but yeah. So that is the game plan. So more stuff coming on. Um, I do have a couple pending episodes uh, in talking with a couple guys or one of the guys that went to uh, the Geico Adventure Rally, which was also a couple of weeks ago, right around the time of the Mason Klein event. Uh, Want to talk to them about it and see how that went. I think that was a really, really cool uh, event. And that's two years, three years now. I just haven't been able to make it. I'm hoping to change my work schedule so I can start making these events here as well as traveling to some of the other events and meeting some of the people uh, that listen along because I gotta say um, it's really cool to go in uh, like this past weekend and and there's a lot of people that I don't know but they recognize you know either whether it's either my voice or or the introduction and just meeting everybody and the thing that I love about it is is that it's this whole bivouac thing and everybody is just super cool and there's all plans and there's this common ground of rally uh, around it. And, and there's a couple of things that I, that I learned over the weekend, uh, as well that I, I think will help, but, um, also, uh, a couple of big things coming. So I'm, I'm excited. The, I can tell you right now is the, the efforts in Dakar from the American side, from the U S side, uh, is, is growing and it's going to start growing in a more of an exponential fashion. So we're going to have more people to cheer on, more people to support and help and, and help get out there. Um, and, and you know, it it's awesome. So the goal behind what I'm doing is to try and help more people get into the sport by doing it in a kind of a different way and something that's a little bit more easier for people. So, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely stoked. So I don't know. Let's see what else we got. We got bike builds going. We got the car fundraisers, the car coming. Um, more teams going to Dakar. We've got, you know, all sorts of stuff. So I don't know. What do you guys want to hear? If you haven't already signed up, uh, jump over to the bivouac, uh, on chasingwaypoints.com. You'll get a, a chance to see, uh, and we can start the conversation and talking. I want to do a, a post for every, uh, for every episode or the latest episode and talk a little bit about it. So, uh, if you guys jump over to that, sign up for the forum and just chill, um, you know, answer the questions and stuff like that. I I've got, uh, I've got some people that we can ask if there's, there's questions on there, maybe about building a bike or doing something, you know, what to do, uh, doing some bike builds. I mean, you know, we'll figure it out, whatever. Uh, I'm sure it'll be cool. So, so yeah, so that's, that is the game plan. Um, I've got a couple more episodes, probably going to record them today, uh, as, as we get it, but, uh, this will be episode 42 and, uh, and yeah, 10,000 listens. That's crazy. 41 episodes ago, I would have never like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm stoked. So, so yeah, so look for more changes on the uh, Chasing Waypoints website. I'm trying to organize everything a little bit better. So it's a little bit more aesthetically pleasing. Um, so we'll see. Um, we'll see how it looks. Um, you know, uh, one man show right now. So we'll, uh, we will see how, um, how things progress, but yeah, um, I got to say, I really appreciate everybody tuning in from around the world, which is pretty awesome to see. I can see the analytics and, and everybody's listening, uh, pretty much on every, every continent, 
God listeners. It's a pretty long list. Pretty surprised. Um, and, and yeah, but I, I really appreciate everybody tuning in and listening to the episodes and, um, and, and I hope you guys are enjoying it and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing a lot more of them, but, uh, but yeah, 10,000 crazy. All right. Well, uh, with that being said, we are at, uh, 35 minutes, which according to the statistics of the United States is the average length of the commute. So if you're listening along in the car, uh, have a good day and, uh, yeah. So we will see you guys for the next episode. Uh, remember to follow on, um, the Instagram on the YouTube. I'm putting some more stuff up on YouTube as well. Um, got a new setup so we could record videos and do that kind of stuff with some decent audio quality. So, uh, yeah, look for a lot more of that, uh, going on. So anyway, with that being said, That is a wrap for the Chasing Waypoints podcast this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you like what you heard. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of others. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook under Chasing Waypoints, Instagram, Chasing Waypoints underscore official, and, of course, the YouTube under Chasing Waypoints. Hope everybody has a good week. We will see you guys for the next episode. Remember, shiny side up, and don't forget to tag us. We want to see where you guys are riding and what you guys are up to. Have a great week. Bye.